Welcome to another episode of Impact. I'm your host, Sam Iniguez, the Director of Communications for Merced Union High School District. On this episode, we talk to Viviana Barajas, or Miss V as she's known on her campus at Yosemite High. Miss V is a consultant and certified Nurtured Heart Approach Trainer. The Nurtured Heart Approach is a methodology that ties in well with the district's social-emotional learning efforts. Now, she's had a lot of success with the Nurtured Heart Project at Yosemite High, and she's now spearheading the district's efforts to grow it district-wide. She's holding trainings for staff at all sites to be certified Nurtured Heart Approach instructors, and you'll be seeing informational sessions popping up for parents as well, where they'll be able to learn all about the Nurtured Heart Approach and why the district is making this push. Please enjoy this episode with Ms. V and the Nurtured Heart Approach. Welcome. What do I, do I call you Miss V? Is that what most, most people call you? That is what most people call me. Miss V. Well, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank you for uh, your time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Okay. So we're, we're going to talk about the nurtured heart approach. Um, something that a lot of people have heard about, uh, maybe even know a little bit about, but you are the resident guru when it comes to the nurtured heart approach here, at least at uh, Merced Union High School District. So I guess the big question that I'm just going to lay on you, and I'm sure you've been asked and maybe have answered it in many different ways, um, but what is the nurtured heart approach? And that is probably one of the hardest questions to be asked because right. it's, you know, it's hard to give a very you know, concise answer um, that includes all the facets of, of what exactly it is. But I think the easiest way to explain it is that it's a relational methodology um, to having intentional relationships um, that really bring the best out of people, you know, wh whether it be your students, your children, um, your colleagues, you know, each other, yourself. Um, so it really is about relationships. Okay. And so how does this uh, methodology, how does it differ from um, I guess just any other classroom management type of skill. Well, the thing about the nurtured heart approach is that it's not something we do to manipulate behavior. Um, and, you know, classroom management in a way is like, well, if I do this, then it'll help the kids all calm down. If I call out Susie because she's sitting still, then I'm doing it because I want the rest of the students to sit still. So it kind of takes away from you know reflecting what Susie's greatness is in that moment, right? So with the nurtured heart approach, what's different is that I am not telling kids like, wow, if you do A, B, and C, then you will be amazing and great. Um, instead, we we take kids where they are, right? So when I see them in the moment, I reflect what I see, right? Not what I want to see, or if only you try hard enough, you will be. It's it's in the moment. Um, you know, here at Yosemite High School, we have students that have not been successful maybe in their comprehensive school sites. Um, so it was ever more important to let them know that there's nothing wrong with them. You know, they're not, it's not like, if only you get straight A's, you'll be a good person, right? Mm -hmm. So just seeing them walk through the door, it would sound like, wow, you know, it's fourth period. I'm really glad you decided to come to school today. That shows initiative. You know, you could have said, oh, it's already too late to come. So I'll stay home, but you did it. You made that choice and no one, you know, could make you, there could be consequences, but ultimately you decided to come here and this is what it says about you. So this approach really is so different because it reflects in the moment what we see um, and that really, you know, in all the years I've been doing this, it's the only thing that stops students in their tracks and they go, what? 
like there's something good about me that you noticed. And, and that is what brings the best out of them is because a lot of the students that I work with have told me they have never, right? These are 17, 18 year olds, 16 year olds. I have never heard an adult tell me that I had a positive quality. Um, you know, so to me, that's, that's the most impactful um, part of, of NHA is that we give tools to teachers, we give tools to students to say, this is what I see in this moment. And this is what it says about who you are. Yeah, that's great. I, I did a little bit of research uh, prior to this interview because I wanted to sound kind of like I knew what I was talking about, but um, <laughs> you just touched on that, that something that I really found um, very interesting. And uh, as far as, um, you know, when you praise someone, it's, you, you don't get the, uh, the uh, usually when you um, praise someone, it's, it's a thank you. It's a, you know, it's, it's not a whole lot of attention, but when you're really, um, I guess, coming down on someone, there's a more intense exchange with that student. And so the student picks up on, well, you know, I'm getting attention, you know, I, I did something bad, but I'm, you know, I'm getting attention for it. So, you know, they kind of, you know, that really, I found that interesting that, you know, that how the nurtured heart approach, uh, one of the uh, approaches to it is, you know, trying not to, you know, really giving that interaction, that intense interaction with students when they did something good, you know, rather than only when they're doing bad stuff. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at the way that we learn to connect with others, um, that starts when you're young. And, it, and I'm a parent. I have two boys. And so I, it's so evident at home with my kids. When my kids are playing nicely together when they were younger and they were not fighting, what would I do? Like most parents, I would tiptoe away and try and get some work done. Um, because, you know, we have a lot on our plates. And so when my young son, who's very intense, would say, mommy, come look what we're doing. It's super cool, we just created a new game. Um, I'd say, just a minute, I'm really busy. You know, um, I'll be there soon. 10 minutes goes by, right? And my son's like, mommy, come look, like this is really cool. And I'm like, be patient. What happens when my young son punches his older brother in the face? Right. In that moment, right, I, whoosh, I like zoom over in his face and I'm like, why are you hitting your brother? How many times have I told you not? And in that moment, my son learns like, ding. Oh, next time I'm just gonna start with punching my brother. Mm -hmm. Because even when mommy has important things to do, she will rush over no matter what, when the wrong thing happens. And yeah. so we send this message to our kids inadvertently, right? We don't want to, we don't mean to, that they will get instant connection. And not just like any connection, but intense. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're mad, you're yelling, you're close proximity they get more out of us adults when things are going wrong. And, you know, we are hardwired for connection as humans. Like that, that's what we're about is connecting. And if the only way that you can connect is through the negative, then that's the pathway that your brain takes every single time, right? You know that your teacher, you know, if she never calls your name unless you're throwing a pencil across the room, mm -hmm. then that becomes your go-to because then you're like, ah, oh, I am seen, this is who I am. Right? So everyone wants to be seen. Um, and if it's only in the negative, then you're going to get the negative. Yeah, yeah. Man, that, that truly speaks to me because I remember uh, early on in high school, I was kind of the class clown, just always doing whatever it took for a laugh. And yeah, I mean, I got sat outside the classroom many times, and but I did it because I got the attention that I maybe didn't get from home or I don't know where it came from, but I was getting attention. And so that was you know, yeah, I had to sit outside of class and miss that class. Um, but it, you know, it was, it was worth it because I got that attention. 
Yeah, the payoffs are huge, right? Um, and and it's really a subconscious thing. Like it's not, you know, when when I teach the approach to students, um, because I love doing that. They're like, wait a second, that sounds like what I do. It's very different, you know, when you teach and educate students about, you know, relationships and how we learn to connect. They come to the realization that oh, I do negative things because I seek relationship. And it's such an aha moment that all of our lectures um, as adults just don't land, um, especially for our teens, but really for any of any kids, the lectures, it just sounds like wah, 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 wah. Um, but when we teach them about relationship, this approach in particular, you know, counseling is my background, I'm a counselor. There is nothing out there where kids immediately, and I've taught this from kindergarten all the way you know, through college, where youth go, oh my gosh, like there's this aha moment, a light switch goes off and they go, this is why I've connected in the negative my whole life. And that's transformative. Um, and that's what keeps me, I mean, I love what I do because seeing these transformations um, in students that really I, I got sent to work with foster homeless and displaced youth. I've worked in you know, residential treatment facilities, you know, level, you know, the highest levels back when we had levels um, in group homes. You know, very high level behaviors. And I saw this work with kids who were very aggressive, who had multiple diagnoses. Um, and that was so motivating for me to, you know, really bring it into the school system so that we can prevent a lot of the outcomes from students only knowing how to connect in the negative, as we know, right? That leads to, you know, the prison pipeline. A lot of them end up doing really negative things um, and escalating those behaviors because that's all they know. Um, but it's never too late, like we've seen here at Yosemite, it's never too late to teach them and give them the tools to start showing you know, that intensity that they have in a positive way and, and really changing the course of their lives. Yeah, that's great. And, and you've had, like you mentioned Yosemite High, you've had some great success out there. I know that uh, Mr. Jolly, he was the principal there at that time, and he's moved on to Livingston, and they're now bringing it um, to Livingston, which is great. You know, this um, this approach. I know that the goal is to get it to a district wide, um, you know, across all um, all school sites. Um, so this isn't just specifically for challenge students, correct? This can be for all students. Absolutely. Um, it's not. You know, we all, like I said, we all have the need to be seen, um, even as adults, right? When we come to work every day. We do it because we're responsible and, and you know, we have bills to pay. But you know, when we have a boss or a supervisor that says, wow, thank you so much for the work that you've done. I really appreciate um, that you're so trustworthy, like independable. You know, we kind of walk in with our shoulders you know, back and our head held high and we wanna work harder because we're acknowledged. Um, you know, the opposite of that is if we have a boss or supervisor that always tells us like, oh, you're late or this is wrong, this is wrong. It's really deflating. And so um, it actually does, you know, lower um, the amount of production and the, you know, the level of productivity that your employees give you because it's really hard to work under those circumstances. So, you know, we know this to be true for adults as well as, as for students. Um, it's, it's something everybody needs. Um, even those quiet kids, right? So there's intensity that's out loud in your face. Those kids I say are a gift because they're saying, I need relationship, <laughs> give it to me. Um, we don't miss them because there's the squeaky wheel. What um, I worry about are our quiet kids um, yeah. who are intense inside. I have uh, my older son who is in high school has um, had anxiety disorder since he was diagnosed at like four and a half. Yeah. Um, he has a quiet intensity. 
and you know he he had struggled with depression but kind of held it in um, because he doesn't want to stress me out doesn't want to you know ruffle any feathers and so i worry about those kids and we have a lot of those the high achieving straight a students that we think oh they're fine um you know but we've seen all over the country but if you look at california and palo alto um you know some of the highest achieving students had the highest you know rate of of you know trying to commit suicide, depression, anxiety amongst the youth. So it's not about just targeting the kids who are like, um, oh, I got suspended, you know, who, who are used to this in your face behavior. Like I said, to me, that's a gift because they're easy to spot. Um, but we have a, a generation of kids with higher anxiety, higher depression um, that we may not see. And so doing this approach and changing the way that we see everyone is really the only way to go because everybody needs it. Everyone needs to know who they are instead of what they're not. Um, you know, when I started doing this, I don't know if you know, Sam, but I started um, at two elementary schools. This was probably seven years ago. And my job was to change the climate and culture at these two schools. And there was really no plan. They said, you know, if you can figure it out, read this book. It was a nurtured heart book. Um, and I thought, oh, this is great. I'm all about relationships anyways. And so I went into both of the schools and I started by going in the classrooms just to, just to introduce myself. And I said, hey guys, my name's Miss V. Um, you know, I'm a counselor here and you know, talked a little bit about what I was going to do. And I told them, I wanna ask you two questions. So the first question is, I want you to raise your hand if you can tell me something positive about you. Just one thing, and you won't have to say it out loud because we know there's kids that would never raise their hand if they had to say it out loud. Um, and after that question, I had like two to three hands up, but they were like hesitant hands, you know, like they weren't all the way up like, oh, oh, oh. Um, and I said, okay, thank you for that answer. They put their hands down. And then the second question I asked them was, raise your hand if you can tell me something that you're not, something you don't have, like you're not responsible. Before I could finish explaining that, every single hand in the room went up and like shot up, like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> and the kids would like look at each other and kind of laugh. And like, there was a bonding moment of, we know all the things that are wrong with us. Um, and that was my first classroom that I went to. And I thought, huh. And I asked the kids, did you notice something about that? And the kids said, yeah, we know more what we do wrong than what we do right. And I thought, yeah, that's interesting. Do you think it should be that way? And in that moment, they all kind of just shook their heads and I could see them really thinking about, about what they had just seen. Second classroom I went into, the same exact thing happened. Um, a whole entire school later, Every classroom that I went into, the same thing happened. Two entire schools later, same thing happened. I've been into hundreds of classrooms since then, um, spoken to thousands of students of all ages. It happens in every class. Mm. Um, when I came here to Yosemite, I told Mr. Jolly, like, walk me to a classroom, any classroom, I'm gonna tell you exactly what's going to happen. And it did. And we had this great conversation with the youth here about why do you think that is? And they said, because we hear it more. We're told more, gosh, you're not being responsible. Oh, you're not being kind. You're not being respectful. You're not, you know, being cooperative. You know, you're not creative. You're not this, you're not that. And so we've, you know, become this generation where we see now of, of a lot of kids who have no idea who they are, but they're experts in all the things they're not. And that doesn't make, you know, a successful human. Right. So this approach really helps us to change what we call out because, hey, like I said, I'm a mom. I am busy, I am stressed out, I get frustrated. It's really easy to fall into those patterns of just saying, 
you didn't pick up your socks. Yeah. You're not eating your dinner. You're not, where's your shoes? You always lose your shoes, right? We get in this pattern of only speaking out when things are going wrong. And, and again, the consequences of that are, can be very awful. And, and I know that as adults, as caring teachers and staff and parents, we don't want that for our kids. No, no, yeah. And you mentioned, um, you know, someone who's doing really well in school, um, you know, maybe it's straight A's, but still having that anxiety, maybe that pressure, to, you know, from their parents or their family or, or even their friends, their peers to continue on that path. And that, you know, so that's where they get that anxiety from is, you know, maybe not feeling like um, they can keep this going or that, you know, they need to sacrifice. Like we were talking before we went on staying up all night to try and, you know, get something just perfect or, or something. Um, and then, so there's those pressures, just regular teenage pressures, but then you throw on a pandemic on top of that. Um, talk a little bit about how um, some of your um, trainings, and we'll get into the trainings in a little bit, but so how some of your trainings have gone um, in the time of COVID. Well, I was really surprised. Um, first, I, I thought, you know, cause I'm such an in-person kind of person. Um, I've been doing trainings for a very long time and I just love to be in a room and to feel that energy with parents. So I was a little um, concerned when I thought, what, what does this mean for, you know, helping to spread this? What does this mean for connecting? Can you connect via Zoom? Mm -hmm. um, I was new to Zoom as well. And all of a sudden I'm like, I need to start doing trainings. And so, um, you know, right away we started, I do classes for Modesto Junior College. Um, I teach family and resource um, parents this approach. And so we started with that right away off the bat. And I was very pleasantly surprised to see that uh, we needed it more than ever um, and that that could be felt via Zoom, that it translates no matter what mode, right? Um, whether it's in person um, or, or online, parents need this more than ever. It's very stressful to have our children home all day. Um, and not just that, you know, all laughing aside, you know, all of a sudden parents had to do everything they were doing before the pandemic, but now they were teachers. Now they had to navigate the millions of, of apps that are associated with teaching our kids and realizing, wow, the teachers do a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but now they had to take on a lot of that responsibility. So I just saw parents more desperate than ever, myself included, um, with what do we do? You know, how can we create an environment in our homes where there's still some sense of control and stability, which is what our kids need the most right now. Um, and, and, and for us as well, because as adults, you know, we also didn't know what was gonna happen. We didn't know what was coming around the corner. Um, and that's very difficult. So for me, the, the trainings for the adults, um, there was more purpose behind it and intention, which was like, let's help each other as a community stay afloat because it's just as hard probably maybe harder for the adults because we kind of know more what's at stake um, and we have that responsibility that it, it, it is our responsibility to maintain that stability in our homes and, and we get frustrated I know I do when we fall short of that but this approach helps us to learn to reset which is to start over um, and give our kids the tools to change perspective so you know I think that this pandemic has helped all of us realize how important connection is and to try and find it in, in all the ways that we can. So I'm, I'm really happy. In fact, I think we can have more parents participate because it is online via Zoom than coming in person. Because if you're like me, you've got a million things to do in a day and carving out time to like drive to a school site, 
you know, sit down, attend a training, then drive back home um, is a lot. So being in the comfort of your home is a lot easier for, for parents. So, Yeah, we've definitely noticed that. I mean, there were some, you know, you hate to say um, positives that, that are coming out of the pandemic, but there are, like you mentioned, um, a lot of the uh, um, staff who were, weren't technically, uh, technologically savvy have now um, become so, and some who, um, the, the board meetings, we've seen an increase in attendance because like you said, people don't have to leave their homes and so they can just watch it and which, which is great. You know, we do, um, there's important decisions being made at these, these meetings and um, parents, uh, community members, they, they have a say and you know, there's a chance for them to speak up. And so, yeah, there, there have been some positive things come out of this pandemic. We'll get back to the interview in just a moment. The ongoing pandemic has taken a toll on the mental health of many students. For some, being at school and around their friends kept them occupied and provided an escape from any stresses of their home life. Some may seek help, but we know that others won't out of embarrassment and the stigma attached to mental health issues. MUHSD wants students to know that it's okay to not be okay. To assist students struggling with their mental health, school counselors are available and students can feel safe in knowing that their confidentiality will be protected. Also, every school site has a counselor on standby for emergencies. There's also a county youth warm line that is staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That number is 209-381-6100. Again, that number is 209-381-6800. Now back to the show. And you, I've seen a, a flyer for an upcoming um, NHA um, training at Livingston. And it seems like it's geared towards parents. So you're, you're training parents and not just staff, correct? Correct. We're very excited. Um, actually, all of the high schools or most of the high schools now um, have met with me and there are some dates in the books. So um, there will be many opportunities for the um, Merced community and, and surrounding areas uh, to participate in, in training, which is exciting because, you know, the way that the district sees it, we want everyone, all stakeholders, right, to have the same tools um, to help, you know, sustain us through not just this pandemic, but to draw out the best in, in all of us during this time and, and to keep our students um, successful. So the training doesn't change. The parents will have an opportunity to see what exactly is this district heart approach and, you know, what are teachers going to be learning? How is it going to affect my student? So that the training stays the same, no matter, you know, who I am talking to. Even when I teach my students here um, at Yosemite High School, we're using the same exact slides, having the same discussions. So that's a shared language, which I think is missing in a lot of um, school initiatives. Know, around around the nation is that we're not using the same language across all stakeholders um, and you can have a great idea right and and we can all have great ideas and be I think of like a canoe if we're all in there and we're kind of paddling in different directions the canoe goes nowhere right you just right. kind of end up going in a circle right. so this to me is a way like oh this is a great idea let's teach it to all right to our parents to our community um, to our students, to our staff, not just teachers, right, but our front office, every single human that comes into contact with our kids is an opportunity um, for relationships. So to me, there's nothing better than that, than having something that you don't have to go back to school, right, and get a, a master's to understand. Mm -hmm. It's easy tools that we can be intentional about to really see a difference, um, right away. So I'm excited that these parent trainings, you know, Livingston will be the first one 
that, um, you know, LCAP and Golden Valley High School and Merced High School, um, also Buhack Colony, they all have um, dates that will be posted on their websites and they'll be kind of pushing. Um, so I'm excited. It's coming yeah, that's to awesome. a school near you. Near you. <laughs> so, so is the hope that um, parents, um, they find out more about the Nurtured Heart approach and maybe they start implementing it, some of them at home, um, you know, because they're going to, it's going to be implemented at school, obviously. So is that kind of what the hope is? Yeah. So after, you know, there's going to be small little chunks, I think in total will be six hours, um, which is kind of the six hour um, introduction is what then qualifies you to become a certified trainer. Um, so parents who do the six hours will get a certificate that they've completed a six hour introduction. Um, who knows in the future, maybe there will be parents that will be certified trainers, which is my hope um, because every, you know, every level of stakeholder, we all become a part of the success of our students in our community. So, you know, in the six hours, you just, you basically learn, Hey, what am I giving my energy to? Um, I'm a storyteller. So it's not like these, you know, formal trainings or everyone's serious. I mean, I, I talk a lot about yeah. the mistakes that we make as parents at home and about how I yell at my intense child. And, you know, we, we, we share stories about where our energy goes and that awareness of, oops, I have only been connecting in those negatives um, and then giving them those easy tools of, okay, so how do we change what we highlight, which, you know, easier said than done, but mm -hmm. this approach really helps to give parents the tools to talk to their teen, um, to talk to their younger children and say, I see you. And I can tell you as, as a counselor, someone who works with kids every day, that's what they need the most. You know, they need to know that, they are loved, that they are worthy of that, and that they have a lot to offer. Um, again, especially during these times that can be so isolating. So just giving parents the tools to see their children um, and also to be advocates, right? So if you know kids are having a hard time in school, I think this approach helps to give parents the tools to say, I know first day of school for my child, my especially my intense one, mm -hmm. I'll introduce myself to the teacher and say, hi, I'm Brayden's mom. Um, just so you know, he responds really well to positive reinforcement. He'll be your best friend if you call him out for the positive. But if you only call him out for the negative, we're going to have a really hard year. Like It's going to be a nightmare of a year. So I'm very honest. I know my child. Um, he responds. Intense kids respond to energy more than others. Um, and so I, I hope to give parents that tool to know, hey, my child responds to my energy and, and the energy of their teachers and giving them a way to help instead of just being feeling frustrated all the time. Yeah. And, and this really dovetails into um, the MTSS and all the social emotional training that has been going on around the district uh, recently. Uh, it's been a little tougher with COVID, but um, talk about how um, those two are, can uh, coexist and maybe even blend in and out of each other. Well, I mean, I think it kind of, I mean, it intersects beautifully, right? It's about who you are as a community, who you are as a school, what do you value? Um, and a nurtured heart approach gives us the tools to speak to that, right? If you value, you know, being responsible or being um, inclusive, you know, what does that look like? And I think that the nurtured heart approach gives us the language to really reflect to students, like what does it look like to be responsible? Um, instead of just using those, you know, those, the keywords are beautiful as like, this is what we stand for, but mm -hmm. also speaking to what do those words mean and how do we reflect and how do we call out when we're seeing that in our student body? Um, so to me, it's, it's, it's one and the same as giving us the tools to really truly see 
what's happening in our communities and to call it out and to name it in a way that um, helps, you know, create that positive climate, which we know then helps students succeed. You have to have the relationship first. Um, you have to have that positive climate and the culture to be able to see the academic success, you know, that comes after relationships. So I'm really happy to see this coming together um, and, and looking forward to the success that we'll, we'll have in the whole district. That's great. Um, if you can, um, you've had great success, as you mentioned before, at Yosemite High. I've, and I've spoken to you about the Greatness Project before, but if you can just mm -hmm. tell us about that project and, and just what's come out of it uh, there yeah, at Yosemite. Oh, Greatness Project. Um, amazing things. So we're, they're still going strong. Um, so Greatness Project, for those who don't know, is a group of youth that were trained in the Nurtured Heart approach here in my classroom. Um, I was first meeting with youth one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you know, these are like the high-risk youth who had all Fs, um, or at-promise youth who had all Fs, and we're having a hard time with behavior. So I, I met with them and, and taught them the approach, and then they wouldn't leave my room. They were getting in trouble for, for not going to class. So, you know, one of them had come up with the idea, like, why don't we teach this to other students? Everyone needs this. Let's create a class. Um, and I thought, not a bad idea. So we created a mental health wellness and advocacy course through the lens of the Nurtured Heart Approach, where we teach the approach to our students. Um, and that was, again, youth-led. And, you know, Principal Jolly at the time was, he's a yes man um, and, and believed in, in the momentum, right? When, when youth are leading the way, mm -hmm. you just got to get out of the way and say, yeah, you know, whatever we can do um, to, support, to support that, because you don't see that very often. So now we have three sections of that class. Um, mm -hmm. We have a science of the brain class that was also um, inspired by them um, and a social emotional class. So we have this focus here at Yosemite about giving the tools to our students to, to do their best and greatness project, you know, really started that and spearheaded that. So, you know, they've, they've been all over the community. Um, we have trained CASA volunteers. We have gone to La Grande to the restorative justice conference. Um, I was a keynote for that. Um, they have been, you know, youth to youth conference. That's the behavioral health recovery services yearly conference. We've done three years of that. So our, the youth go out and speak in the community. UC Merced, I mean, they have a lot of partnerships and they talk about perspective and, you know, you can't change what's happened to you in the past, but you can change the way you see the world um, and change the way that you download that and how important it is to see yourself for, for the good that you can do and not focusing on the negative. So that's kind of what Greatness Project started with. Um, and now they're actually working a grant um, from the Department of Justice. Uh, mm -hmm. We have um, you know, the nonprofit is now come to fruition and it's, it's pretty crazy to know that they're getting paid for their work. So, um, it's a wonderful thing. They went to New Jersey. I mean, there's so much I can say just about greatness project, but it's still an after school program here at Yosemite high school. Um, and we have our mentors from two, you know, they graduated two years ago that are still a part of it. They still, um, work very hard and know that this is something much bigger than, than what started. So. You know, youth can make a tremendous difference when we give them a platform. So I think we're going to continue to do that and, and work, you know, whatever opportunities come their way, um, because opportunities create, you know, meaningful relationships, which really help to change the course of someone's life. That's great. And I love when you talk about the trip to the East Coast with the students and how um, people were coming up to you and saying, how can we have this in our school? How can we bring this to our school? And, you know, these are... Um, 
you know, people from school districts all over the country, right, at this place, and they're coming. Yes. That is awesome. I got a call from New Jersey. Um, we actually had a, um, a Zoom conference with, with youth council from New Jersey um, and policymakers from New Jersey, and they oh. wanted to know how they can start you know, a greatness project there. I mean, I've gotten calls, a lot of calls, and they're like, we thought about Merced. The first thing we thought of was mm -hmm. Merced, and I thought, guys, isn't it crazy to think that, um, that New Jersey knows where Merced is? <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like, oh, San Francisco, California. It's like, oh yeah, Merced they're the ones to go to um, and, and, and really know that the district is doing something that no one else is doing. What we're doing here um, is, you know, we're trailblazing the way for youth taking ownership of who they are, of education, of impacting the system in a positive way to serve all students, right? And, and like I said, a lot of the students that started this had at all Fs um, and went to getting straight A's. And again, I always say it's not about the grades to me, um, but that's the result of knowing who you are and believing in yourself is that you start seeing everything differently, right? And then their grades improved. So it's really important for me that we don't lose anyone, that we know that the system, you know, a lot of kids get lost in the shuffle, but that doesn't need to happen. And so this approach is, is good for the kids that we, we tend to lose, um, but it also it serves all of us as a community. So. It's very exciting in case you couldn't tell by by my enthusiasm i just love what i do and i love you know every single day in the trenches i see this impacting impacting students and and changing the course of of their lives well that's great and the district is is just so fortunate to have you um you know uh, spearhead, spearheading this these efforts to get the nurtured heart approach um you know permeated throughout the district um, I wanted to ask you about any barriers you've seen, and I, I, you've mentioned this before where, you know, there's there's another new methodology coming across and it has this name, Nurtured Heart Approach, what is that? And um, so how do you break through that barrier for, for, for whether it's a staff member or a parent who just, you know, they don't quote unquote believe in, in this type of methodology and, you know, how do you, how do you handle the, the, those experiences? The resistance. Um, yes, obviously, I as an educator know that, you know, as it comes to teachers, when it comes to teachers, they're bombarded with new programs all the time, right? It's like the flavor of the month mm -hmm. or the year. Um, so that frustration, I, I feel it. But this, you know, the nurtured heart approach is not a program. Um, I know it can sound like that, but it's really not. It's just very intentional tools for the way, you know, we have amazing staff in this district. They're already having you know, positive relationships with students, but this gives them an entirely new set of tools to really hone in and to reflect at a very deep level what we see before us. Um, and so you know, when teachers hear me, once they're at a training, I think then it becomes clear, oh, okay, mm -hmm. she's, just a, you know, she's just a regular person, just like we are. She's a mom, she you know, has worked in the field. I'm, I'm in the, like I said, in the trenches every day. I've always worked. I don't just you know, deliver something and say, okay, I'll see you in four months, good luck. Um, I would never expect anyone to do anything that I couldn't do. And so, like I said, I've worked in group homes. I've been in the most challenging of circumstances with very cha challenging youth. Um, and I tell people the proof is in the pudding. I, I do this because I know that it saves lives. Um, I have kids tell me all the time, like this is, I would be dead without 
having met you and having learned about this. Um, and so to me, I mean, it can sound cheesy, but it's true. Like we are saving lives with this. It's not a program. It's really a way for us to focus on what we can change and we can change, you know, science of our, of our pathways. We can change the way what we scan for first, which is usually the negative. That's how the way our brains are wired, but we can change the pathway through which we look to first and, and looking for the positive. And that's the hope that my, my, I give my students is that you can, no matter what's happened to you, we can absolutely change the way that you're wired. So, um, you know, for parents, I'll let them know that this is a pro it's not a program, it's a set of tools. Um, and if you, if you go even attend the first set of, you know, the first hour of this training and you will want to come back. And I know that hands down. So for the last question, if you can, not even a question, but if you can state that, um, cause we you know people come to board meetings or they'll just send us emails and say, you know, what are you doing, you know, to reach those students who are struggling, who have challenges. And, you know, we do ask for parents to come into these trainings and, and, you know, take part in it. This is what we're doing. This is how the work, this is the work that's being done and, and it's you know really intense and it's really involved and it takes staff who are willing to put in the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that in order for students needs to be um, addressed, staff's needs need to be addressed, admin's needs need to be addressed. So, you know, for me, giving the tools, I've worked, I've already trained most admin at every school site. Um, when they have the tools to acknowledge and recognize their staff, then staff can have an easier and better time acknowledging their students you know so i believe that we all have a part we play a part and then students can recognize their teachers you know to me everyone has a peace and climate um, and in the positive culture that we have here and so um you know giving each other the tools to call each other out like here at yosemite we the, the students tell us what they see in us we teach them how to you know say what they see and give evidence not just say like miss v you're nice because i go uh-uh how do you know and they'll say well because you stay after school really most days to make sure that we get the help that we need. And, and I'm like, okay, then that makes sense. So really we're giving the tools to students. Um, you know, we're starting to give the tools to parents and teachers to truly see one another and be supportive of one another. And that's how we help, right? There's no magic pill that we can hand out. Um, there's nothing that we can change overnight, but really focusing and starting with relationships and truly seeing everyone um, for who they are, the essence of who they are without expectation or judgment is, is where we're starting. And when we have that, then, you know, and we have great counselors, we have counseling offered. Um, so we have all those systems in place already, but we're just really enhancing that um, with giving this set of tools, this particular set that students respond to in a way that they don't, you know, they don't respond to, to many things at all. So this is, this is what we know works. And so we're giving these tools to everyone. Um, and that's where we're starting. Again, like I said, there's no magic wand. I wish I had one, but relationships take time. And, you know, we're, we're taking this a day at a time. The district is doing amazing things. Um, you know, others are looking to what we're doing here in Merced. So I think everyone should feel really, really proud um, that, you know, we're, we're thinking outside the box because we have to um, in these times and, and trusting in the process. Because if we started something like this at Yosemite, right, that, Here's the kids that are struggling the most, you would think, because they're not successful at comp sites and they're completely transforming. Then I think that that should give people pause and say, well, what is going on there? You know, why, why is this approach different? And so I hope that curiosity brings parents in, um, like I said, to just hear a little bit about what it's about um, and then quickly realizing that this is something that can change the feel of their homes as well. So I'm very excited That's to great. do that.
Okay. Well, I lied. I have one more thing I want to ask you. Aye, 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 Sam. What is it like when you see that student's light go on or, or when you get that buy-in from that student that you have been really working on? Uh, what is that feeling, that takeaway that you get from that? Um, if there's nothing, I mean, it's really hard to, to answer that. There's nothing like it. Um, I mean, I've, I've brought to tears a lot in the work that I do. Um, and most of the times it's not, you know, sad tears because of the horrendous things that I've heard or the students are going through. It's really tears of, of joy and pride of like, wow, you know, we have these kids that really, I mean, the, the, the hill is so high for them to overcome and to have had some of the students with the struggles that they've had who, you know, came to this country, escaped, you know, I had a student in mind that escaped Honduras and came, you know, to this country and was, had never really gone to school to see him walk the stage and graduate. Um, and, you know, me and another group of, of teachers took him out for his graduation dinner because he doesn't have family, mm. um, you know, at all. And we are, we are a family to a lot of our students and that's where they keep coming. It's really hard to put that into words. Um, it's, you know, it's purpose and it gives me hope that there's a lot we can do um, in a time where so many of us feel hopeless about what's going on in the world. Um, when we focus on what we can do and the impact that we can make, especially with, with young people, it's, um, it's a life, you know, worth living and it's given so much purpose. And uh, I can't, you know, like I said, it's, it's something I look forward to every single day. So. Well, that's great. Thank you, thank you for, for asking. Yeah. Thank you for your, your honesty and candor. Um, and thank you for your time. Um, please. Um, if there's anyone that wants to get a hold of you to learn more about this or, um, uh, upcoming dates for schools, how can they get in touch with you? So um, they can email me at uh, bbarajas at muhsd.org, which Barajas is a mouthful, but maybe maybe we can have a, a link sure. or in your, in your you know, information, you can, you can put that email down there. Um, or you can call Yosemite High School um, and ask to speak with me. I am here a few days out of the week. Um, so I think those are the easiest ways, either calling mm -hmm. Yosemite, uh, which is my home base, or sending me an email. Gotcha, perfect. Okay, and thanks again for coming on. And uh, hey, just good luck with these upcoming trainings and I hope for uh, good turnouts. Thank you so much, Sam, for taking the time to learn more All right. about this world of nurtured heart. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself. Thank you, have a good one. Impact is a production of the MUHSD Communications Department. For more information about the district, visit our webpage, muhsd.org, and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and our handle is at MercedUHSD. Thank you for listening.